0: Welcome to my podcast, which is all about changing your business and money reality. This is your master money coach, Dr. Gaurav Decca, and you are money. Hello, my friends. How have you all been? Do you remember that I did an episode called M4 Million and M4 Mother? It was episode number 34. And... There I spoke a lot about our mother being the center of our growth, our nourishment. The being and the source from where life originates and how this whole relationship determines the way we receive the rest of the things in life, the way we receive love, the way we receive relationships the way we receive good health the way we receive money and abundance the way we receive our mother's love and the kind of movement we are able to make towards her how our body feels when we visualize her or when we go towards or we can we just imagine going towards her how that movement shows up in different other areas of our life so when that movement is blocked as i mentioned that other areas of life also also sort of show up those blockages and today i want to do the second part of that episode to be honest wherein i want to talk about our father and today's episode is hence called f for financial freedom and f forefather, father. And I think I want to start this with my own experience of my father. You know, I grew up um, not experiencing my father a lot. That is simply because, you know, uh, he was a working person and uh, he would have to go to office quite early in the morning. And after dropping me to school, he would come back only after I have slept at night. And therefore, from the very beginning, I was a mama's boy. And um, while I grew up, I I always sort of felt distant from him. And I knew that he was very much in love with me. He loved me with all his heart. I still remember, you know, when I would go to bed, he would come and he would kiss me and he would put the blanket all over me and he would hold me in his arms. And despite all of this, I still felt a certain kind of distance from him. And I think one of the part of experiencing that distance is also because I grew up as a a queer boy. And, you know, when we grow up as gay men, we often feel that we do not have the certain kind of masculinity that the world requires and demands out of us. And you automatically feel sort of distant from masculine figures in your life, you know, because you try and find more and more comfort in the feminine figures in your life, which automatically you are drawn to your mother more and more, right? And uh, for me, you know, that kind of created distance from my father. So if you were to tell me to represent my father in a family constellation format, and if you would say... Uh, OK, go ahead and pick up a representative for yourself, a representative for your mother, a representative for your father. What would happen is maybe the person who would play me and the person who would play my mother, we would be standing very close to each other. And my father would be standing very far, far away in the room in that representation, I would say. So even in my like mind's imagination, my father, uh, you know, would have stand quite far away from me. And... Uh, Even though that did not become like a predominant theme in my life, I experienced effects because of that distance. And I'll talk about my experiences, the kind of experiences I had, but at the same point of time, I'll talk about the reason behind those experiences later. So the first experiences that I had were, you know, I would feel really scared of the world. I would feel very scared of going out in the world and doing something, showing myself up. I would feel very scared of um, demanding something that I knew belonged to me that I deserved and desired at the same time. Most of it came out when I was studying medicine and it was a mostly uh, men dominated area and domain. And I would feel really small and inferior and I would go into these anxiety attacks whenever I had to have a conversation with um, the men around or maybe my professors around and I basically found it very difficult to inhabit the world of men and accept that I belong to the world of men at the same time, you know, and, and I felt quite alone in my journey, despite the fact that my father was always around and, um, you know, I could come back home and I could discuss those things with him. He was also an extremely, he's also an extremely liberal man and i always had access to him but then internally in my mind in my thoughts there was always this kind of distance between him and me which i never tried to figure out but then it was there it was um it was very obvious it was very conspicuous anyone who would come to our house you know guests and all they would always see me as clinging onto my mother and distant uh, from my distant from my father now there's a reason why this happened. I mean, I'm sure this happens in many, many households. And um, in my case, there there are reasons, there are systemic reasons. There are reasons uh, that have their roots in family trauma that lead to something like this. And for the longest time, before going into the reasons, for the longest time, I had all kinds of fear around money. I would always feel that I would not be successful in my business. Even if I am successful, I will not be able to um, take it out in the world and sort of expand it and grow it. I always felt that people are out there uh, to compete with me and therefore they might want to crush me in some way. I felt alone in my journey. I felt I didn't have a support system. I didn't have a backbone. And at the same point of time, I felt that, Even if I make money, even if I do well in my business, you know, maybe a group of people or, you know, some men or someone is going to come and dupe me or take all that money away or take advantage of me. These kind of fears where they're basically, I did not feel very confident about walking out into the world, doing my business. Even though I was seeing clients, even though I was doing therapy, even though I was doing coaching, I never, I never could think, um, that I could expand my business. And in fact, the thought brought a lot of dread. The thought brought feelings of threat and feelings of um, other people competing with me in a way that they could somehow harm me. You know, those were the kind of feelings I had. And I clearly remember um, somewhere between 2017, I think in the mid of 2017, when I was attending a family constellation session, I was getting trained and uh, my trainer said that, you know, uh, let's let's work on something that you have, you know, a fear that you may have around um, money because the theme was money on that day. Uh, the theme was business on that day. And, and I said that, listen, I have this fear that um, I can't grow big and even if I do, which means I make a lot of money and I have a lot of success. I have, I have a lot of fame. What's going to happen is someone is going to sort of malign my image or um, take away all my money and is going to somehow dupe me and take advantage of me. And my trainer got very curious that, okay, has this happened to someone in your family, maybe to your father? Uh, and I said, no, you know, my father is an engineer. He's not a businessman. He's uh ancestors as in his father you know and his ancestors were farmers and he came out of his village to uh, pursue engineering and nothing of this sort has ever happened to my father because he was a salaried person you know and he did well in his life he uh, was exceptionally brilliant in his career and then uh and then my trainer asked me that, okay, how is the relationship between the two of you? And I said that we have an amazing relationship in terms of how he has always been very helpful. When I didn't want to continue with my medicine after graduating, he all he he sort of uh, told me that go and do whatever you like. So I went ahead and I studied holistic medicine and healing and all of this. And he supported me all throughout. To this day, he supports me. Uh, but then there is something between him and me, which is I always felt sort of distant from him and I had some kind of latent anger towards him and I am not able to trace the origin of why I feel this. But I feel very alone in my journey as if my father is not there, you know, sort of behind me to support me. And I could see this image because I was already trained in a lot of family trauma um, uh resources and and lessons and i had taken a lot of trainings already so i knew this thing about me not able to achieve and go out in the world and you know uh, hold everything with confidence and uh, go for that success i couldn't go for it because i did not feel uh, the support system or the strength of my father behind me i mean it sounds Quite metaphysical when I say that. But in the context of family trauma and family constellation, if some of you are familiar, we always see father as this backbone, as the support system who uh, carries the child out into the world. There is a saying by Bert Hellinger, uh, founder of Family Constellation, who says that if mother is the one who brings us into this world, father is the one who takes us out into the world and uh, introduces us to the world and um and supports us throughout he is the backbone without whom we actually cannot walk in this world and cannot move towards our goals that we want in our life that we desire so that is the kind of feeling and imagery I had for myself and I felt that even though my father was around and I I grew up with him and he was always there, I always felt a sense of absence and having that distance with me now, when she my trainer when she did the constellation basically constellation happens to be a process it's a three-dimensional process by which hidden dynamics hidden relationship dynamics in the family system uh, are often revealed and because of the revelation there is a healing uh, that can happen you know the revelation basically is a portal to healing happening that needs to happen that was unresolved in the family system in the previous generation So something unique came out in my constellation, which is um, my mother's father's father, which is my maternal great-grandfather. So my maternal great-grandfather was um, a landowner, like a zamindar, of several lands, like swathes of land under him. And he was so rich. He was a businessman and he was also extremely rich and he was extremely generous and kind to people. He would... uh, he would be perched on an elephant and ride around the whole town and distribute um, gold and silver coins to all the people. And people loved him. However, when he reached an, the age of around 32 to 34, which is when my grandfather, his son, was around seven years old, um, he passed away. And his was uh, a traumatic, traumatic death. It was a murder. So, and... People who did that uh, somehow by some trickstery uh, took away all the wealth and all the existing business and the land. So not only was that traumatic for my grandfather, who was just seven at that point of time as a small boy, but the loss was too much. I mean, I can't imagine that kind of loss uh, because, of course, I've never been through something like that. But at the same point of time, I can see how my grandfather, who couldn't, didn't even have the brain or the nervous system to process something of this magnitude, let alone my uh, great grandmother, my grandfather's mother. So, of course, when we lose our father at a very, very young age, we not only feel helpless and um, unresourced. And sort of the life force that comes from the source that fuels us, that moves us, that fills, up, fills us up with strength and courage and confidence to walk in this world somehow disappears. It's not just diminished. It's disappeared. It's not there. And it's a huge loss and a heavy fate for my grandfather now he grows up to build the business from scratch he was also a businessman and um he passed away last year um he was also a businessman and he he even he took all the wealth up to you know to to a, to, a, to to quite a high extent and um, he went through a similar fate of course there was no one who um looted him or took away his money but he lost all that business. He lost all that money. And and we can see how he is in a way entangled with his own father's fate. So if his father loses all that money, he's somehow destined to lose it all. It does not mean that it's fatalistic in nature. It means that when we repeat experiences of what our ancestors or what our father went through, or our mother went through for that matter, we are in a way being loyal to them. It's like saying that, father, if you created all this wealth and you had to let go of it, I'm going to do it too because I'm your son and I love you and I just want to follow you, right? It's it's a way of saying that. Now, the interesting part is how I'm connected to the story is in some strange way, I have a family history of these two great men my maternal grandfather, my maternal great-grandfather um, creating that business and losing all that money and at the same point of time my grandfather who happens to be the son losing his father the the element or the energy of distance between a father and a son is already there right and because of this unconscious loyalty that we often have towards our ancestors we recreate the same relationship dynamics in our own lives. You can say that I was identified, somehow entangled with my grandfather, which is he lost his father at a young age. There was always distance. He felt unresourced. He felt unsupported. He felt helpless. Even though I had my father around, I was identified with my grandfather to such an extent that not only did I have this great fear of losing all the business and all the wealth but i felt extremely unresourced despite my father's physical presence i always felt a, a, a kind of distance with him you know i was not able to you can say that i was not able to absorb my father fully as my father for me even though i called him papa my father he was always away like that was the lens i carried and for the longest time i could not understand that why is this lens there until I, until and unless I went into family trauma, I went into intergenerational trauma work. I just could not understand this lens and why I felt so unresourced as if there is no strong person behind and beside me to lead me into the world, to inhabit the world of men and to have confidence and strength and bravery to achieve what I want to achieve, you know. And this is what I always tell my clients that without our father, it is almost impossible to walk out into the world and take charge of things that we want to take charge right things that need control things that need strength things that need uh solidity right things that need planning things that need discipline things that needs strategy it's difficult to have those uh, masculine attitude, traits, experiences, and by masculine, I don't mean gender, I mean energetic. The energetic element, component of these things as masculine is absent when we are unable to absorb our father, and it again does not matter whether our father is alive or has passed away. It matters how we internally experience our father. For example, my father is still there. I was unable to internally experience him as my father, as someone on whom I could rely, and that was because I was in a way entangled and Uh, identified with my grandfather's experience of his father, you see? So it can be that complex. And which is why it's important for us to look at how we experience and witness our father. Because until and unless we examine that relationship, we will not get to know the unconscious blocks we are experiencing in our business. We won't get to know that what is the root of this blocks that we are experiencing. Because sometimes the root could be so unconscious. Often when we, uh, I see this with, I have seen this with a lot of my clients when, you know, A couple goes through a divorce and the son or the daughter, in any case, you know, goes to uh, the mother, the custodies of the mothers and the father could be um, not a very positive person. For that matter, the father could be an abuser or someone who had an affair outside the relationship or someone who could not honor the relationship, someone who cheated on the mother, all of those things and the mother what happens is um, she takes care of the children she doesn't allow the children to go and meet the father because of course she's worried about the negative and the bad influences the father will have on the son or the daughter and that's how the family basically is fragmented and that's how the children grow up Uh, knowing only the negative qualities of the father and not the positive ones and I am I personally often refuse to believe that there are no positive qualities because if they were not, then um, the mother wouldn't be able to love this person in the first place when they did. Now, some of you can bring in controversial like topics, and I understand that when 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 it's when it's a case of abuse or when it, when it's a case of rape, when um, the child is born out of the out 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 of that experience. And that's a completely different story altogether. Um, I I do talk about it a lot in my course, my training course, TSM, the Systeming Medicine course. I talk a lot about sexual abuse. I talk a lot about rape. And I talk a lot about children being born out of sexual abuse and rape. Um, and how, you know, how we can help them experience their father without bringing the villainous, uh, role or 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 the brutal experience of what the mother went through you know uh because I want to point out here that it's not the person as the father like for me it's not the individual father who I have this man who I have in front of me it's my experience it's my inner experience of the father role so it doesn't truly matter how the father is whether the father is an is an abuser whether the father is um Someone father is a criminal, maybe he's spending his time in jail. Uh, the father is um a cheater, right? Or the father is a lazy man who doesn't work and just wiles away his life. It does not matter who the father is or was in terms of his personal life, it's the child's experience of the father. Because we can't deny, we can't deny that the child irrespective of all the personal drama and trauma that is available there in that relationship or whatever we choose to call it, we cannot deny that the child's body is composed of 50% of the father, right? The child just carries 50% of the father's DNA. Of course, the child is going to have hidden loyalties towards this person however much the mother may try to uh, protect the child and you know be an umbrella from all the negative attitudes traits uh, of the father that the mother can see the child will have a very unconscious form of loyalty to the father so often not oftentimes I think a hundred percent of the times I've seen in such cases where the child is child does not have an experience of the father, or the child is not able to absorb the father fully for whatever reason, we see that automatically as the child grows up, the child sort of gravitates without knowing, without cognition, without intellectual understanding and knowing, the child gravitates towards whatever the mother saw negative in the father. So if the father is an alcoholic, it is possible that the child may become an addict later uh, even though the child was well protected from that father if the child i've seen this a lot of times when the father is a criminal and the 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 child goes to some kind of atonement you know uh, the child takes in um uh, takes an in injustice or is a victim of some um, uh, brutal experience Or the child, in a way, atones a crime that he or she has not committed. Sometimes when uh, the father has left the relationship at, let's say, the age of 40, and uh, the person, our our client, reaches the age of 40 and somehow loses their um, interest in the relationship. And suddenly they begin to wonder that why am I losing interest? I love my wife or I love my husband. I don't know why. I just don't feel like being in this relationship anymore. And in terms of business and in terms of money, I've seen this so many times, just like just like me, wherein the, the, the whole family matrix is complex, but then we see often that if um, the father was a businessman and uh, he lost money at a certain age or at a certain time, People reach that age in time, let's say 35 or 36, for example, and they also start experiencing losses in their business. One of the interesting cases that I did a few years back was um, when someone's grandfather um was the owner of a company and they had to, the grandfather had to shut down all the company as a result of which um as a result of which all the workers in the company, they lost their job. And um, the grandfather did it around the age of 40, I think. And uh, my client, by the time they reached around the age of 40, they started experiencing uh, losses in their own business. You know, So it was in a way atoning the grandfather's experience. So we had to do some healing work uh with him and and we saw how he was not exactly repeating his grandfather's experience but because so many people lost their job because of the grandfather shutting down the company he was atoning by going through loss in his own business so there are many such stories you can actually read a lot of these stories also in Mark Wallin's book, um, it's called It Didn't Start With You. So he also gives you a lot of such similar stories. Uh, He happens to be my teacher. And it gives you a lot of these stories wherein when we are unable to experience our father, when we are unable to absorb our father fully, for whatever reason, it has an impact in the way we experience business, we experience success, we experience money, especially when it comes to, as I said, going out in the world and taking charge of what needs to be done. We feel really weak in our limbs. We feel weak in our bones. We feel unsupported. We feel unresourced. We feel that we are alone in our journey. And I know that this episode could be triggering to so many of you because there are so many people who do not have good relationship with their own father. And you might say that, but you don't know how my father is. My father is extremely dominating. He's an extremely angry man. Or he is abusive and then he uh, uses bad words. And I would always say that it truly doesn't matter how your father is. Because there will be a story and there will be a history behind him why he became that person. When you are willing to look at that story and willing to look at the history which led to your father becoming this person that he is today, you will be able to look at your father through that light. You will be able to look at your father as a product of that story. So, excuse me. So, once you're able to see why your father became the kind of person that he is right like like my uh, uncles who were my grandfather's son always saw my grandfather as this disciplinarian you know um, person who was obsessed with his business and um, would always sort of have a very dominating nature and had to you know, live his life in such a planned manner. And they couldn't appreciate that in him because they f- they felt that he was too autocratic by nature. And that is also because they could not see the story or maybe they did, they saw the story but did not think in that way. And the story is, of course, you know, he had to grow up all by himself. He became independent before time. He had to turn into an adult taking care of his family before time. So if he was not, You know, exhibiting that level of uh, domination or obstinacy or, you know, sort of rigidity, he would not get through life. He would not get through what what he had to do. He could not come up with the business that he came up with, right? Because he became an adult way before time, right? He could not process his trauma and grief because he was too small. And then everything was handed over to him. And then he had to take care of his brothers and sisters and his mother. He became the father. Right. And therefore, he had to have this persona by which he could just, you know, contain himself and l- lock his emotions into drawers and into into cupboards. And and he could just focus on how to make that money back. Right. Which made him this kind of obsessive uh, person, in a way, dominating as well, because he had to exert that kind of force in order to move ahead and take charge of everything. Right. And he could not show his weak side because if he did, then everything would fall apart, isn't it? So that's what happened. So I I also invite all of you to look at your father's and look at the story that is behind him. What's causing him to react this way? What made him dominating? What made him the kind of person that he is who, maybe he is unable to process his grief, Maybe he is guilty of something that he cannot uh, acknowledge. Maybe there is a lot of helplessness that he doesn't know how to address, how to witness because men often don't know that, right? Which is what which is something that I observe every time um, I do a family constellation and I see how men process their pain, for example, when a woman loses her child in a miscarriage, right? Or maybe a child is born, but is born dead. And the woman sings into her grief and she goes into this hole of hers. And the man often turns away because as men, they were never taught to process their grief. Some men even go out of that relationship and end up having an affair. And while when we look at it as an individual movement or maybe as a um, social Um, evil, if you can say, you know, or maybe something that should not be done in a relationship, right? Uh, If we look at it that way, of course, we can look at it that way. But I invite you to look at it in a way wherein there is pain behind that movement, they're unable to process that pain. And in order to process it, they take another route, which is They often go out of the relationship or they just move away. It's too painful to process it. These are concepts that I teach you inside Family Constellation. And if it's not me who is saying it, you will find it in books written by uh, Bert Hellinger. And we have seen this countless number of times in so many different family constellations in how men process pain. The way men process pain is always seen as negative because often they resort to habits and traits and movements and attitudes and behaviors, which are, uh, which are painful, which are hurtful, which break the relationship. But instead of looking at it as an individual problem, I want everyone to look at it as a collective issue that men are not taught to process pain and trauma. And therefore we need more and more um, compassionate witnesses of men's pain right and it can begin with how we witness the behaviors or the traumas or the emotional experiences of our father because without internally experiencing him and giving him place in our heart it's going to be difficult for us to move out into the world and take charge because whether we like it or not He inhabits our body just like our mother inhabits our body. Our father inhabits our body and 50% of him is inside us, right? So we'll invariably carry him and we'll be in a way loyal to him or we'll be uh, identified with so many of his experiences. And when we reject him, and we don't absorb him, and then when we blame him and we we think of him as this person who is trying to sabotage our life in a certain way, when we have those kind of uh, feelings for our father, we will unconsciously recreate him in our lives by bringing in us all the negative behaviors and attitudes that we think we don't like in him we abhor in him, we will bring them to us. In fact, the more we reject him, the more we end up merging with those parts of our father that we judge. And I see that happening all the time in as many years as I did intergenerational work, ancestral work with all my clients. Even today, when I teach people inside TSM, inside the Systemic medicine course, I see it all the time happening to so many people. Rejection leads to more and more merging, and more and more merging leads to more and more experiences that we that we judge, right? Like so many people tell uh, tell me inside even TSM and inside ATEPs. I, I heard this multiple number of times inside ATEPs as well as inside TSM that my father does not know to manage money. It is because of him, our whole family suffered. He gave away all the money and all the inheritance to his brothers and to his sisters. He never took care of us and he never took care of mother. This is a very, very common story. And then when I ask my clients that, what's the problem you are facing? And they would say, I am facing something similar, which is I'm just not able to retain my wealth, you know, because of my father, because my father gave away all of these things. I'm having to struggle so much in life. I'm having to create everything from scratch because he gave away everything. He never took care of us. And I would say, is it because of that? or because of what you judge in him. If you could look at your father in a way wherein there, there could be a story behind him which led to this behavior, and if for one moment you drop that judgment, you will see that you are recreating the experiences that you judge in your own father, right? You are unable to move ahead in life and retain that wealth because you are unable to honor your father inside of you and retain him, right? Because the more you go on judging him and what he did, and of course, my clients often don't know the story of why their father turned out to be the way they did. But the more you do that to your father, the more you're going to recreate those experiences That you don't like in him, that you reject him for, that you judge him. Often we don't allow ourselves to do great things in life, to achieve the success that we want to achieve. Often we end up sabotaging our own growth because one part of us is rejecting the other part of us. So when we reject our father, we are also rejecting ourselves right? Because he lives inside of us. So rejecting him is like rejecting ourselves. Shaming him is like shaming ourselves. Blaming him is like is like blaming ourselves. So, And you can go on doing that. You may not agree with me in this episode, I know, and you can go on doing that. And it's not easy to heal that wound. But what I'm pointing out is that you have to make a choice. And the choice is I can go on rejecting, I can go on blaming, I can go on shaming, I can go on you know pushing him away or i can begin to look at the story that he has behind him the traumas that plague him the traumas that he carries that he doesn't even know i can stand here and witness that and make a healing movement towards my father and for that if i need to um read books go through healing um or talk to a therapist or, or talk to an intergenerational trauma worker, then I'm going to do that. Because the more I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm just going to keep on recreating my current experiences with business, with money, with losses, with not being able to handle the wealth, with not being able to retain the wealth, not being able to feel confident in, in the world. I can, I'll just keep on recreating that versus if I just make one choice to be compassionate for one minute and think that okay, my father could have a story. If I am willing to drop the story that I have about my father, and if I could just be curious to know what made him this person, maybe I could develop a more compassionate lens. And perhaps my father is never going to change, is going to be the person that he always has been. And if that was not even necessary, what was necessary was to change that I, the experience that I have of my father inside my being and inside my body. And that is the only thing that you need. A lot of my clients ask me, so do you mean to say that I will go home and hug my father and like cry to him and take him in my arms? And I say, no, of course not. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, I'm not asking you to do that. What I'm asking you to do is the thoughts and feelings that you have about your father, those need to change. And internally, I want you to experience your father in a more positive light so that you can accept that you are their child and they are your father. They came before you and you came after them and you came through them and you carry them inside your body so you cannot discount them and you cannot move out in the world into the world without them, right? So that is it. That's what I wanted to tell you. And you know that I happen to be a money coach, but I am also uh, an intergenerational trauma expert. I have been doing ancestral work, intergenerational work for a decade now. And I have a program called the Systemic Medicine Course. And this is basically the fruit of my entire um, decade of trauma work experience. And I teach a lot of intergenerational trauma work. So uh, it's open to any kind of coach or any kind of healer and um, any kind of therapist who wants to learn intergenerational work and integrate uh, this into their practice. So all you have to do is, um, the link is in my bio, in my Instagram link. So all you have to go do is go there and um, buy this course. By the way, there's a good thing about this course is it happens to be a lifetime trauma training course which means the moment you get in you have access to 50 plus video lessons on intergenerational trauma work which are clearly episodic in nature which means you watch one learn put it into your practice then watch the next one and 50 videos are there 50 plus rather and we are including more specific video lessons this time inside TSM this year. And the best part is every month from March 2023 onwards, we are going to have these live Q&A and coaching calls inside TSM where we will be, you know, coaching people on intergenerational trauma work. So, yeah, that's it. If you haven't joined TSM so far, do join it. And I am going to come up with some more exciting news about ATEPs in the upcoming um, episodes. So all you have to do is go to my Instagram profile and currently TSM is at rupees 1,50,000 and it's going to increase in the upcoming weeks and months. So you definitely wouldn't want to miss this offer. And I'm going to see you next week then. See you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. (laughs) If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are willing to change your business and money reality, head to my free coaching community on Facebook called You Are Money. Link is in the show notes. And do not forget to leave a review on Spotify.com or Apple Podcast. Thank you so much.